Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, where we are dedicated to making you a better tech seller, sharing tried and true sales strategies and answering your questions weekly. What's up, Ryan? Hey, hey, Bobby. Here we are. We are starting a brand new year. Today is New Year's Day 2019, and we are excited to be here. Uh, it's been one year exactly since I was in your kitchen in Windsor, United Kingdom, and uh, what a year it has been. It's been a learning experience for us both. Um, it's been fun to watch the growth in the podcast over the year. It was great having you out, of course, and uh, I'm excited to be back uh, permanently in the United States. Well, we're glad to have you back. So I thought we would take a look back kind of what we've learned in the first year as podcasters, uh, give us a sneak peek into what we've been working on for 2019 and kind of give everybody a little bit of what we're planning on doing. Before we do that though, I have to say thank you to all the listeners. Uh, I'm humbled and honored that, uh, you collectively listen to us over 20,000 times. Uh, without you guys listening, uh, I guess me and Brian would just be talking into microphones. I've really enjoyed it too. It's uh, It's been fun engaging with people. We've had a number of people reach out on LinkedIn to ask questions about uh, whether it's a job interview they're going through or considering a, changing their career into tech sales. Uh, it's been fun. I think it's kind of led us in directions we probably didn't expect. Um, but it, it, we've really, uh, really enjoyed it been a lot of fun yeah I, I don't know what we all talked about you know 15 months ago when we really started planning this i know podcast was one of multiple means and i think we both thought we'd write more articles and the podcast kind of just took over uh our, our means of sharing our thoughts with with people out there on the www so it's been interesting we've learned a lot we both probably could get jobs as as webmasters and and uh we've probably done more tech than we ever dreamed of doing but uh so let's reflect on 2018. I, you know, as I just said, it was a year ago that we were at your house. The family had a great trip. Uh, seeing all the pictures that uh, you guys took a few weeks ago as you wrapped your time up there, it was very reminiscent. Uh, all the pictures looked the exact same, and uh, I, I wish we could go back. And I probably will go back one day. But uh, I'm I'm sure you're glad to be home. Very glad to be home. Got a couple small trips back, uh, but yes, very glad to be home. Family's glad to be home. My uh, son and daughter enjoyed their time there. Both talked about how they want to take their families back to the UK uh, as they get older, but I'm sure we'll be back uh, way before then. Uh, but yes, good to be back in uh, in good old Texas. So I just mentioned we've learned a lot. Let's <laughs> let's laugh at ourselves for what we did that day in your kitchen. Um, up until the time we got there, I think we recorded series one, episode one, about six times from afar when you were Easily. in London. Yeah, <laughs> Easily. I, uh, if you don't know what you would do as podcasters out there, people, if you're listening, uh, we, we used a Google sheet. We scripted every word, every reply. Um, we rewrote the script over and over and rescripted every word. And it's really hard to read a script while you're talking to someone, especially if you have something else you want to say. The dialogue was horrible. We tried that one more time at Brian's kitchen table, and we finally just scrapped it and wrote a few notes, and I'll say we winged it. Uh, but we did what we really are good at, I think, and just talked to one another. Um, boy, I'm glad we're not scripting podcasts that way anymore, Brian. 
it was a disaster, both from a time standpoint. Uh, I don't think that would be sustainable. I think we would both oh be uh, throwing our head through the sheetrock if we had to do that uh, time and time again. Uh, but we went from, like you said, a Google Sheet that probably had 100 rows plus with kind of the back and forth to now we kind of have a OneNote doc that we use to where we summarize a bunch of bullet points and... Uh, and like you said, Bob, we just have conversation about it, which I th- we, the feedback we've gotten is that the shows are better. Uh, hope, hope, certainly hope that's the case. Um, and it certainly is uh, more fun to do, that's for sure. When I'm on my next plane ride somewhere, I might just go back and listen to that first episode and see how <laughs> yeah. bad we really <laughs> were. But from that, uh, you know, we, were, we really had a plan. We weren't going to give up for a year. Here we are at that milestone. And we're not giving up, people. It's been a great ride. Um, but if you read any statistics about podcasts, most podcasts only have five or six episodes. And I think it is because it's no, it's no easy task to stay uh, with, with the effort, with the work, and, and the rigor that it takes to get these things out on a weekly basis. Uh, some, I'd like to run through just some more statistics. As of today, with this episode that you're listening to, we have 57 episodes uh, published across a number of media outlets, including iTunes, Google Play, their new their new podcasting app, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Um, if you're not subscribed, we would ask you to subscribe. Yes, and those uh, listeners are um, from all over the world. Obviously, with me being over in the UK and kind of posting it on LinkedIn there and sharing it with people. In the UK, we've got listeners um, abroad. We've got listeners in Australia, Ireland, Canada, Japan. Um, these, you know, all these different um, uh, mediums to to listen. These different outlets like iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, you know, kind of advertise us across the world. So it's been interesting to get have people reach out from regions of the world that we've never even been to. And uh, yeah, that's been fun to engage with people that way. And I would say the majority of our efforts are on the iTunes podcasting app uh, from a branding and whatnot perspective. We do have double-digit five-star reviews there on iTunes and and other players, but uh, iTunes is probably the the leader by far and would ask that if you're getting any value from these episodes that you go to share that value with uh, our other listeners by giving us a five-star review. And if we haven't earned it, then let us know why. Um, We've done eight series uh, podcast shows those, uh, if you haven't listened or are new to the show, that's a uh, three, four week campaign where we talk about a specific task and grow into the things that you would uh, learn from that series. We've done 12 listener choice episodes. Brian, what out of those listener choices? Obviously, those come from the listeners. Uh, we've got a few in the bank already for 2019 and would love more, but which ones stand out to you the most uh, that we did in 2018? I enjoyed the cognitive bias discussion uh, that we did. That was a lot of fun to do. It's when we had uh, Scott, my brother, on. Yep. Uh, we I enjoyed the negotiating one, kind of the best practices. That was a two-part listener's choice that we did uh, very early on. Um, just It was kind of off the basis of you can negotiate anything, uh, the book. That one was fun. How about you? Which one did you enjoy? Yeah, I was going to say the uh, negotiations one was fun. I liked uh, the interview best practices anywhere. Anything we've done like that where people reach out and say thank you, it, it's that's where it's kind of hit home with me that we are touching people beyond the friends or the mentees that we have in our current network. So uh, 
uh, all good stuff. And, and I would say out of all the things we've done, the listener choices are right up there at the top of my list because it is direct from our listener base. Um, hundreds, uh, in the high hundreds, actually quick, quick prep searches ran from our website. If uh, you're not familiar with quick prep, you're wasting your time preparing for meetings, but uh, go back and listen to our first series, Meeting Prep, uh, and find our tool for, for uh, doing quick preparation for your meetings. Uh, it's a great tool and been, been used hundreds and hundreds of times from our listeners. Uh, I, I got to say, I don't know if it's fan mail or not, but the emails that we get from our fans or our listeners is probably the best time of day for me when I... I get a text from Brian. He's got a new LinkedIn message, or I send him a screenshot of somebody uh, that they shared with us. I, I get a lot of joy from that. We've had dozens and dozens of those. I'm not sure we've had a hundred yet, but we're pretty close, if not. And uh, those messages should keep coming. They really do fuel the podcast. Uh, I would say every time someone's reached out, we get an idea to to improve a series or a listener's choice or create a listener's choice. And so I love those messages. Uh, any any specific message or any specific person that's reached out, Brian, stand out to you? I just any, even if it's just a one-line text, hey, enjoyed this series for somebody we've neither one of us have ever met or ever worked with. Uh, like you said, that's that turns out to be fuel for, um, you know, sometimes it's an idea for a new series or a new listener's choice. Uh, sometimes it's someone going through a, a job change that's looking for uh, some advice. I they're just uh like you said it's it's fuel for future episodes it's um you know this is something we're not paid to do so it's fun to uh, kind of get feedback and know that it's making an impact no doubt and we've had everything from a a, a rep who just started their career to seasoned veterans who have learned something to people who want to get in the industry yep. uh, so keep those messages coming and keep that interaction coming i actually had someone call me uh, who I had talked to a few times, who was in town for a seminar, and uh, we just missed each other. But uh, we would love to connect if you cross paths with us in either Dallas or Houston now when you're in the state of Texas. Uh, we went through a rebranding effort in the second half of the year. Uh, when this whole thing started, we we actually started and stopped twice before we ever released it because of feedback from friends and family. Um, and we, we really were the textile show all along, but, but the branding behind it was really bobbyandbrian.com. Everything we did was bobbyandbrian.com, and we've done everything we can to eliminate that. And as you see moving into the new year, our website is textileshow.com. All of our socials are textileshow, and our email addresses have changed as well. And once you've put, I don't know, 40 weeks of effort into bobbyandbrian.com, uh, it is no small task to rebrand yourself um, and we had to rebrand all of our social media platforms. And we have hundreds and hundreds of followers on t uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Most of those you can find us at Texel Show. And because we were so drowning with our rebranding effort, we hired our first contractor to be a social media director for us. You've hopefully heard from her on one or two episodes so far. And uh, makes me a proud papa because it is my daughter who is a freshman at University of Texas and doing a lot in marketing and is actually teaching us a few things from her internship with a tech startup there in the Austin area as well. Yeah, it's been a big relief to have her on board, have some fresh ideas, help with newsletters, and then help us kind of with the efforts coming in 2019. No doubt. And because she's my daughter, she works for Brian, not me, because I would be <laughs> way too critical of her efforts. <laughs> so uh, 
We can't wait to tell you everything that's going on in 2019. Uh, a little self-reflection, individual reflection, before we jump into that. Um, and I worked with Brian. We came up with a few questions we both want to answer. Uh, for what it's meant to us personally, uh, I'll ask you and then you can ask me, Brian. What surprised you the most about the podcast? What surprised me most about the podcast, I think it is how, it, maybe this wasn't a total surprise, but I think it's how... Uh, how nervous it makes me to listen to myself talk and how much it's helped me improve my presentation style and uh, find those verbal tics that I have and work to improve those. So I, I guess I expected to not enjoy listening to the sound of my voice as is a common thing we hear from a number of people, certainly people that come on for interviews and stuff. Uh, that's something they reflect on. Uh, but I think it's just the improvement that it kind of forces you to make on yourself. How about you? Yeah, I I knew I knew we would have some reach. I, I knew we yeah. would. I, I really thought that honestly, I, I don't know what I thought, but I, I guess I my envisioned that it, everybody listening to the show would either be a friend of a friend or or would be someone who I thought was a friend, and hopefully they are my friend that was listening to the show, or they would share with their friends, right? I guess I just didn't expect the people in Japan to listen or yeah. someone to follow up with me in Australia or a few Canadians reaching out and asking for my help that, that I never met. I guess the listeners that have reached out that I've never met and don't know me through a friend of a friend of a friend uh, or have sent a LinkedIn message, is the reach has really been surprising. Uh, and that's been, I know it's been possible because someone shared it or posted a link to it or something, but... Uh, and I'll say thanks again, but it, it really is surprising how far the reach of a podcast has come for us. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, so, I mean, that kind of rolls into the second question about what you've enjoyed most about doing it. Yeah, I think I, it, it's going to sound a little corny, but I think our relationship, us maintaining our relationship yeah. has been a big piece of it. Um, when you moved, I've said it a few times in other episodes, I, I really thought we'd lose touch or lose a lot of touch. I knew you'd come back and we'd get connected in some way, but um, the fact that we've been able to stay such close friends and and cohorts through this is, has been what I've enjoyed the most, no doubt. And then I, a second to that would be it's kept me on my A game. Um, it's it's kind of like if we had a... Uh, if we were doing a weight loss podcast, I probably couldn't be fat. You know, I'd have to, I'd have to stay skinny. And so, since we're not doing that, I am fat, and I get to stay on my A game from a sales perspective. You know, I can't, I can't half-ass my work uh, and then tout that I've got a sales podcast. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I to steal your answer on that too. That's the same thing I thought about it. It's really forced me to look at kind of the science and art of deals and running evaluations and engaging with prospects and customers and really challenged me to make sure I'm, I'm doing what I can to improve as a sales professional. So I, I've enjoyed that. It's been challenging at times for sure, but I've enjoyed that. Yeah. One of my, I'm on a pretty senior team at Adele now where we uh, all have a few, a handful of enterprise accounts. And one of the guys says, if you and Brian do half of what you said you did in that first episode of meeting preparation, uh, I would say uh, kudos to you. I've never done that much work. And and I had to make sure he understood it was for the first meeting on the first account, first time <laughs> ever that I would do that level of effort. But I thought it was funny that someone actually challenged me on, are you really doing everything you say you're doing on that podcast? Yeah. And, and uh, 
look, I think that's the, I, I, what I hope people get out of this is nuggets here and there, right? If, if you, if you and I go to listen to a speaker somewhere or we listen, we talk about listening to the, uh, Adam and Dr. Drew show. It's a great podcast to add to your list of listens. It's really about getting nuggets out of it. And I hope that's what people get out of this that not, they don't think that, Oh man, they want us to implement everything they're listening. They're describing here, but if it's, Oh yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't consider that in a negotiation cycle, or I didn't consider researching that before a prospect meeting. Um, that those, those takeaways I think uh, are what we hear most from people as they enjoyed little bits and pieces from it. No doubt. So, we we normally ask for things at the end of episodes or tell people to share the show. What what one thing if if everybody listening would do one thing for you, Brian? What's the one thing you would ask everybody to do that's listening? Uh, I would say if you could um, give us a five star review on iTunes, that okay. would be that'd be a big that'd be big to us. And then, like you said, Bobby, if we don't deserve five star, why don't you send us an anonymous? Note from an anonymous email address and uh, give us that give us that challenging or critical feedback. Yeah, a, a five star uh, review on iTunes helps uh, rank us up the list higher and makes our podcast more visible for new listeners. No doubt, and I can say as a new owner of a small business, I, I bought a fly school, and uh, the previous owners had a few really bad reviews, and we've worked really hard to get those people <laughs> in the school and get to know us and have them relook at the school and, and all of that to just try and get them to take that one star review down because it is so impactful. And if I go somewhere and I had good service, I I, I really do go home and write reviews. I do it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, it, it's once you have something like this and the reviews are so important, you really do look at them very differently. Uh, I think, I think I would ask people, I don't know how the right way to put it is, but to engage a little bit more, everyone is so shocked, uh, when I follow up with them and I'm like, man, this is what we're doing this for to make you better and to make us better. I had a, someone, uh, I'll hold her name now, but she works for Oracle, uh, up in the Midwest somewhere. And she, subscribed to our mailing list and then she followed us on LinkedIn and Facebook and then she sent me a LinkedIn message about something she was struggling with and I said you have time to chat today and she goes you would talk to me and I'm like yes I'm just I'm just Bobby Doss here in Houston Texas and we ended up having a phone call that afternoon at 1:45 talked for like 30 minutes helped her work through her problem uh her instant feedback was this is more than my manager does with me uh and it's just a short phone call but we will have a listener's choice on her question in just a few weeks uh so i guess i would say engage with us a little bit more the people that have engaged with us on the open open feed on linkedin uh have had good experiences and we've had good experiences with them so i would just say if you have any thought engage us a little bit more it's only going to make the podcast better and i promise you have nothing to lose we will follow up yeah, that that's uh, that group that engages drives a lot of our content. So if you've got ideas about a series coming up, I'm, I'm breaking the rule. I've got another ask. If you've got an idea for a series upcoming, th- something a topic that you want us to cover, uh, please do that. We're, we kind of got the next several months uh, booked out, and we've got some fun stuff coming. I think in 2019, which we'll get to. But um, we love we love to have the listeners' impact on the uh, roadmap. And her manager, uh, I had just brought up an idea to her. And she's talking to her manager, and uh, I might kick off their their sales year nice. with a little bit of content that her managers asked me to cover. So, 
Um, don't hesitate. Uh, all that's uh, also free because I said I will just get another 50 listeners, hopefully. But um, please engage. So last question. What do you look forward most about the podcast and I would say work life, Brian, in 2019. From the podcast, uh, we've got a couple things coming up, which I don't want to. I don't want to bury the lead here, but um, I, we're just gonna we're gonna shift shift things around a little bit. We're gonna add a few uh, items to the agenda and to the podcast schedule. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to that uh, change of pace. That will be fun. Um, it's I'm I'm excited about a new role uh, here in the states here from uh, Texas. Uh, that I'll talk about on an upcoming show. Uh, so looking forward to the, the change professionally, still continue to be with Workday. And uh, just so happy to be back with family and friends in 2019. How about you? Yeah, I think 2019, the the podcast stuff, we'll, we'll, we'll share some of our new things coming in just a few minutes. So I won't, I won't labor that either. Um, as it relates, I would say, the doubling down on it, right? We've come through this full year. We've got lots of listeners. Uh, I think we are doubling down. I'm excited about that from a personal perspective. Another surprise we'll talk about here shortly, but um, I do believe it's spending time with my family and really uh, watching my son grow in golf. I uh, I can't tell you, as you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm probably on, I'll guess, the seventh hole of Pebble Beach right now with my son. And, uh, I can't tell you how excited I am about uh, being here in Monterey and uh, playing golf with my son at Pebble Beach today. So uh, I'm pretty fired up about what the future holds for me and him as it relates to golf. So let's jump into what what all of the listeners can expect in 2019. We have a lot in store and a few big announcements. So uh, like all good media outlets, we're going to build up to the big announcements, but... uh, we talked about this. Brian is back. His family's back. He's going to make a couple short trips back, but he will travel. He is now a man who travels with his microphone. Indeed. Stuck in the backpack. Yeah. And uh, just over the last couple of weeks, we've been in, in negotiations and conversations with a close friend of ours who started a company, and uh, they have committed to uh, being a sponsor of the show. So we actually might get paid uh we'll use all that money for advertising to find more listeners i'm sure but uh, we are actually making uh some good coin for these uh first month episodes and couldn't be happier to have them on board uh, you'll hear their name and more about them in the coming weeks for sure in our next series bobby is going to be the future of tech sales so um i'm excited about that series you know i think the we we Speaking for myself too, we kind of get so heads down focused on the job at hand, the current you know role we're in, the current company we work for, uh, that rarely do we t- to take a step back and look at what the rest of the industry is doing. So we'll have a two part series coming up uh, called the Future of Tech Sales, um, and it really what we'll cover across these two episodes are publicly traded companies that have very high market values to, uh, in comparison to revenue. So investors are effectively betting a lot on the growth of these companies. Those are the publicly well-known company, uh, traded companies. And the second episode will be around the privately held companies. So if you're someone that's um, looking to take on maybe a little bit of risk professionally in, in chance of a nice reward for a company that could go public, We'll list off a few of those companies uh, that are doing some interesting work in our market. And after we do that series, we're going to do a series called 
filling your funnel, generating new pipeline uh, from the new inside sales rep to the seasoned veteran who has two or three accounts. Um, it's always something that I think we take our eye off of. And it's going to be a two or three part series where we talk about how to keep that in your rhythm, uh, something that you always do so that you never stop prospecting and you keep that funnel full. And then after that, we're going to do a series that, Brian, you're working on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that one? Yeah, executive briefing best practices. So we all have, uh, most of us have deals and prospects that we're working where we um, either have an executive that will be included in the negotiation of the deal or alignment, exec to exec alignments, or we may have uh, a customer come out to our corporate headquarters to kind of get some good executive love to show our commitment to uh, their success in the project. So we'll talk about how do you, there's there's kind of two dimensions to this, Bobby, that I, that I think about. There's kind of your your brand is really being put on the table when you have when you bring your prospective customer out to the company headquarters. So you want to execute that really well. That's not a secret to anybody. Uh, the second piece is you've got a prospect that's making a massive commitment to travel or to um, uh, to, to really invest their time and energy into uh, your company. So how do you make it the best event possible for them? I still learn at every executive briefing. It's maybe not an aha moment, but someone does something that I didn't do before and I've added to my repertoire mm-hmm. of things to do. And they don't always all fit, but... Uh, we're going to share a whole bunch of cool stuff that uh, we hope will help everybody throughout their career in that series. And then we do, we mentioned some new listener choices. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the thing we talk about a lot, which is not watering dead plants. And that's those stalled deals. How do we get away from those stalled deals? We're going to talk about working with an extended team. Uh, and this time we're going to talk with the pivot around an extended team who has different commission structures, structures or alignment uh, where the uh, this is where the Oracle rep called and was struggling because they had they had competing internal competing efforts and mm-hmm. uh, boy that happens for me a lot here at Dell EMC as well uh, and then we're going to talk about some tips for controlling the timeline we always talk about the challenger sale and taking control uh, this will all be a pivot on taking control of the timeline uh, for a deal creating that appending event when the customer maybe doesn't have an appending event. And so forth. Uh, we have a number of people lined up for great interviews. Uh, we did six great interviews this past year. We hope to have more interviews focused really on sales leaders giving uh, up and coming sales reps some advice and coaching. Or we hope that we have customers. The, the, the goal is either sales leaders or customers in 2019. Uh, Brian, why don't you talk a little bit about a new pivot that we're going to put in the arsenal for our podcast? Yeah, we've got a, a couple things we're going to add. Uh, I think the, the the most fun one is going to be uh, what we'll call bookcasts. So uh, we do a lot of reading. Uh, we talk about the books that we read. The people that we interview talk about books that they read. Uh, so what we want to do is for those of you that maybe you read it and you want to hear a recap from us, or maybe you don't have the time to read it and you just want to get a briefing on the book. So at least once a month, we're going to start with uh, books that are going to be for whether you're an individual contributor or whether you're a first line sales manager or second line sales manager. We're going to, it's going to be a bit more of a book than a book review. We're just going to kind of summarize our learnings from it. And some of these books are going to be very related to technology sales. Some are going to be related to leadership. Some are going to be related to kind of a mindset. 
uh, we're going to have kind of a diverse range of books. But the aim is to give you a, a, a 25, 30 minute podcast to, to summarize the impact of the book and where you think we, where we think you can apply it. I'm looking really forward to those. It's going to be uh, my goal, our hopes, one that we've talked about is that you you get about 80% of the meat in that 25-minute podcast from all the, the things we share. And if you want that other 20%, then by all means, buy and, re- buy and read the book. Um, but we hope to make those really valuable, and we need your feedback uh, as we do the first couple of those. And that's not going to change our schedule or our routine at all. We're, we're planning on adding those to the schedule. Uh, and hopefully providing you guys more feedback and hopefully giving our sponsors more reasons to uh, call upon us as well. And now we have three big announcements. Uh, The downside is we can't share all three of them with you in full detail, but uh, we'll start with the one that we can share. And as I'm here in California, I have uh, informed Dell EMC that I am no longer going to work for the company at the end of the month, and I'm working on my transition, started working on my transition in December, and I am super excited. Uh, I'm not going to work for another company. I am uh, taking, uh, a, I'll call it a long break again from, from the corporate America world, and I'm going to double down on the tech sales show in uh, my flight school uh, in Houston, Texas, and build a room there that's going to become a recording studio and do a lot uh, to help you guys become better sellers and to make tech sales show uh, more than it is today, and I can't tell you how freeing it is to be in charge of your own destiny. And uh, I'm looking looking to Brian for a lot of help around this stuff, but uh, we hope that the content really doubles down uh, based on my decision to leave Dell EMC. Well, I couldn't be happier for you. It's, uh, it's, it's the right move. I, um, you know, you got so many good things going on at the flight school, so much more growth that you can do there. Uh, so many, uh, you know, like you say, we, we've got some other things coming down the road here uh, that we'll talk about in a future episode. But uh, I think what we've both learned about this, doing this podcast over the past year is that we love engaging with people that are up and coming in technology sales and looking to improve themselves. So I think what you'll see over the next, you know, three, four months in the year is we're going to look to expand how we engage with people uh, across the U.S. and across the world. Yep, that would be announcement number two uh, that he's hinting about. We can't tell you all the details, but uh, he, he he described it pretty well. There will be a new way to engage with us in the coming months um, that uh, I will lead the effort on and uh, tons of support from Brian and uh, our social media director and many others around us. Uh, we can't wait to launch that and share that with you as well. And then the other one uh, is near and dear to my heart and Brian's as well. We've both thought about this for a long time, and we can't share all the details on this one yet either as we're finalizing some contracts. But we'll say that uh, there's going to be something small, an introductory portion uh, published in the next few months as well, and we can't wait to share that with you, uh, all the listeners. Uh, We are putting that together for you guys uh, and obviously for the show. But... We hope that 2019 uh, produces hundreds of thousands of listens and hopefully many other tech sellers in the market. And as we always say, uh, average is the enemy. Here's to the next 50 plus episodes in 2019. And from Bobby, I say thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. 
Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Subscribe to our email list at www.techsaleshow.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech Sales Show. Until next week, average is the enemy.